You ready to beat your bookmaker? Well, then it's time to follow the model. Welcome back to the Follow the Model podcast. I'm your host, Colin Thaw, the creator of Thawball. And we also have Gates, the architect of the model, on the line. The architect is here. We're looking to bounce back after getting a bunch of unlucky breaks. Really one major unlucky break last week, but let's let's dive in. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that you brought that up because the previous two weeks we've been riding some great momentum and that was halted a bit not stopped completely but halted a bit last week and the record for last week was four and five minus four units that brings the season total to 19 and 21 minus four units but a lot of that is because of one team and one team only from last week which prevented a five and four winning record and swung it to a four and five record and that's the baltimore ravens and just a preposterous series of laughable errors, if you will, to uh, not cover that game. Yeah, the Ravens were, I mean, they were complete control. They, you know, they were playing prevent defense at the ends, let Josh Dobbs kind of just go down the field when they're up 24-7. End of the game, they're up by 10 points, and the Cardinals just do a miracle onside kick with like under a minute left. Get the onside kick, get a field goal, even though they missed the 42-yarder penalty make the 47 yarder and and crush our hearts and cover the spread by one so yeah that that sucked and listen we've been on the ravens for weeks now we've been betting them basically every week the only losses have been this heartbreaking backdoor cover and that steelers game where you just kind of throw up your hands where they were way better than the steelers and for whatever reason the receivers couldn't catch a pass so if you uh if you listen to aaron schatz and the dvoa guys they have the ravens now ranked as far and away the number one team in the nfl in their dvoa model um, so good to see some correlation there where the model's been on the Ravens really all season long ever since they got a lot of those injured guys back. Nice. Yeah, just just a tough one to stomach, but you expect to get one back from the football gods at some point this season. So any other games you want to review from last week? Yeah, we got a bunch, so I'll try to do this quickly. The Texans, very tough loss. That was our biggest game of the week. I think they bounce back coming and that'll, that'll kind of lead us into to this coming week. The offense just couldn't really ever get it going. They kept, you know, the, the refs were, were not helping out at all. Um, it, it just, it, it wasn't, it, it, it was a game that I felt like was in hand until it wasn't. They, they were up one, they had the ball in field goal range with like two minutes left. Couldn't get it done. Got a penalty, decided to punt, which obviously killed us for the cover anyway. But it ended up being a bad decision because Carolina came down and scored. That was a tough one. I think that you got to just kind of chalk that one up. I think when the Texans come back home, Strad will, will kind of get his stuff together. Besides that, we got the Steelers. That was a bad one. Uh, the model made a mistake there, actually. We thought that D-tackle Cameron Hayward was going to be back because uh, they activated his window. I found out um, as the game started that he actually wasn't playing. So hand up on that one. Steelers would have been a play, but would have been less units. Other losses to talk about, the Falcons, Will Levis, just out of nowhere, started lighting it up. We loved when Taylor Heineke came into the game because that's what we've been waiting for. He gave us that spark on offense. And then, of course, when he does that, all of a sudden the defense falls apart. So you, you can't make this stuff up with the Falcons. Falcons are a team that's been killing us. We can't get that right anytime we try to bet on them. They, they don't come through for us. Other losses, the, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes was sick. Probably should have taken that into account. I thought he was Superman. 
ends it up that even Superman has some kryptonite, and when he gets sick, he's not going to be 100%. Travis Kelsey's been partying way too hard. That guy's got to reel it in. Hopefully, he's taking a look in the mirror after after going to the Texas World Series game the night before. He's got to do some some hard looks in the mirror. Uh, maybe tell Taylor that they they need a couple weeks off, get his head right. So yeah, that 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 uh, that covers the losses, and then quickly to the wins. Vikings dominated the whole game for for a nice two unit win. Sucks to see Kirk Cousins tearing the Achilles. We've actually been calling out the Vikings recently how we really liked what they've been putting together. So that sucks. I, I wanted to bet them this week as well, but obviously without Kirk Cousins, we'll see. They did just get Josh Dobbs, so something to watch in the future. But I don't think Dobbs is going to be ready to play this week. He has to learn a whole new system and all that. Other wins, the Browns, we uh, very glad we got the four and a half. It was at four in a lot of books. We got four and a half on FanDuel before game time. That game they should have won as well. I don't know what they were doing, but they they still got the cover at least. The Browns defense is still really strong, but PJ Walker just he he's doing well, but then he just makes some boneheaded plays that are you know, you just throw your hands up and like, what the heck's going on here? And, and then finally to close it out, Bengals dominated, great win getting four, never sweated that one. And, and the Dolphins also a great win uh as well. So four and five week should have been five and four. Let's move on to week nine. That's right. Let's move on. That's the theme of the week because you can go back and nitpick, but ultimately it wasn't that far off from being a much better week. So speaking of every two weeks, the model recalibrates anything that you're seeing with this latest recalibration after week eight of the season, as we head into the back half of the NFL schedule. Yeah, a couple of fallers. Uh, one I don't think will be too surprising. Washington, them and the Falcons have been killing us all year. Whatever we bet on them, we can't get them right. Washington's fallen from you know from two weeks ago. They've fallen from 13th in the model to 25th. Now, part of that is they just traded away two of the best defensive players in Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but that's a precipitous fall for Washington. Maybe they they belonged around there anyway. Might have been you know a, a good time to adjust. And the Titans fall from 15th to 27th. So even they, though they got that win, model is very low on the Titans. Not too impressed by that team. Unless Will Levis somehow becomes Superman. I think he made some great deep balls throws, but I think it was a little bit of once the, they get some film on them, let's see how they adjust. And you can't just live and die by those deep throws, right? You got to make it happen in, in between the numbers. So we'll uh, just one to watch out on. And then finally... Buffalo Bills, that'll lead us into our biggest play of the week, rising from seventh to third. They just made a great trade at the uh, at the trade deadline, picking up Rasul Douglas, one of the most underrated corners in the NFL from the Packers. Really is going to help shore up that secondary, help tighten it, especially this week against Joe Burrow. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. Right. And yeah, especially they've lost some uh, secondary depth throughout the season, so that then bolsters the depth that they lost and and kind of primes them for a stretch run where uh, hopefully they can make a deep run this year as they've been expected to the last few and keep coming up short when it matters. So we'll see with those bills. And that leads us into the picks for this week, for week nine. And we're going to start with those Buffalo Bills because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And they're plus three at the now red hot. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, we we got on that bandwagon last week with the Bengals. Happy about that. They were coming off a bye. We love the spot there for them. 
now it seems like everyone's just fully on board back on the Bengals and, and almost has amnesia to the beginning of the season, right? And I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. They're a very good team, but they have a lot of flaws, and everyone's now overlooking those flaws just because of one game against the 49ers. We say not so fast in the famous words of Lee Corso. So Buffalo, again, with the pickup of Rasul Douglas, they've been kind of playing with their food. They, they've been up in these games, but they haven't been super impressive. Everyone already forgets the incredible hot start they got off to after that Jets game where they were just blowing teams out, right? They crushed Miami. People forget about that game already. Buffalo is still a very strong team, third in the model. And they're, we think they're better offensively, but most importantly, defensively. The Bengals we have as 20th defense in the model, and really it's because they lost those two safeties in the offseason, Jesse Bates and Von Bell, two huge losses. And while I love Dax Hill, my Michigan guy, he's not really ready to replace those guys. They've been a little weak in the secondary, and Chidobi Awuzie as well, coming off a major surgery last year, used to be one of the top corners in the league over the last couple of years with the Bengals. He's just not been that. He's he's not even getting you know a full starter team's reps at this point. So – you know, those are three huge losses to consider in the secondary. Going up against Josh Allen, that's that's going to be a tough test. And the Bills are getting three. That's the big thing here, right? The Bills are getting three. So just cover, baby. Just cover. And we, we have a little safety outlet in case they lose by field goal. Yeah, it's time for Josh Allen and the Bills to remind everybody who they are. Bills Mafia going to put out a hit on Cincinnati this week, says the model. Moving one, on. Sorry, really, one last thing I just forgot. Uh, they also have a big rest advantage because they're coming off Thursday night. So they do have 10 days rest as well. That's been working well for us. So just another tidbit that I think is going to help them out. Nice. Yeah, you've definitely called that out a few times and has almost always worked in your favor and the model's favor. So great call out. Uh, moving on to the Texans. They did not come through last week, as you mentioned in last week's recap. You also did mention... Uh, it was hard to say why that line was where it was. It wasn't a trap. Ended up being a trap, right? It was an yeah. annoying, annoying that you could see it from a mile away, but you still had to bet it because you got to yeah. stick with the numbers, even though yeah. uh, it, it was a weird line. But yeah. anyway, we're going to stick with the Texans again because I agree the process is sound. You like the coach. You like the quarterback. They're minus two and a half, and they're home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, unless the league all of a sudden overnight figured out C.J. Stroud, then we're going to be okay, right? He he had one not-so-great week. They did lose their center, Jarrett Patterson, at the end of the game last week against Carolina. Probably part of the reason why they didn't win, because they could have just you know moved, that, uh, moved the ball at the end of that game if he was in the game potentially. Anyway, uh, that, that is a, a significant loss. But I think coming back home, under a field goal, minus two and a half, this is more of a play against the Bucs than anything. We're not scared of Baker Mayfield. This Texans defense has really been playing well and ratcheting it up, especially getting back Denzel Perryman and the linebacker, Tavier Thomas, their slot corner. They're, they're really playing great defense. They were held the Panthers to like 150 yards for almost until the end of that game. So really like them to shut down the Bucs offense. And then I think the Texans have enough, especially at home coming off that loss. It's time for them to bounce back and, and get a win. So there's a chance we pull off this play if some of the Bucks guys come back, like Vita Vea, who missed last week against the Bills. But I, I think we're we're gonna stick strong with this one. I like it. Yeah, Houston definitely seems like a team that's on the up and up, even though they had a little hiccup last week. So let's see them pull through and beat Baker's boys from Tampa. Okay, now 
We have the team, I think, I'm not positive, I believe this is the number one by far team in the model, and that's the defending NFC champion and runner-up Philadelphia Eagles. They got an NFC East big divisional matchup at home versus the Cowboys, and they're favored by three points. Correct. Yeah, I just wanted to scroll over and make sure I was getting it correctly. They are a full point and a half by the spread, better than the second team in the league. So we have them as far and away the best team right now. Big pickup when they got Kevin Byer, the safety from the Titans. Part of the reason also why the Titans fell in the model. Yeah, we we have the Eagles as as definitely a great play here. Here's the deal with the Cowboys, like we've said a bunch of times. They beat up on all these shitty teams and these mediocre teams. They puff out their chest. They like to show everybody they're the big bad Cowboys. All right, cool. Let's see you actually beat somebody because they just this is who they are. And they've shown it to us time and time again. Anytime they actually play a real team like the 49ers, like the Eagles, anyone that's at the class of the NFL, they fail that test time and time again, especially Dak Prescott. And now this game's in Philly and we're only giving a field goal. Yeah, we, we got to love that. Philly's a better team. They've been proving this now for a couple of years. They're the class of the NFC and it's really not that close. So a uh, couple of injuries to watch. Tyron Smith missed last week, the, the left tackle for the Cowboys. We'll see if he can come back this week. And then Jalen Carter left the game, the phenomenal rookie D tackle for the Eagles. Let's see if he uh, if he can come back and, and play this week after he had to leave early last week. Uh, and there might be a couple other guys that had left earlier for the Eagles. So we'll just be monitoring that. But overall, Eagles should take care of business at home. Yeah, and I love that call on the Cowboys. One of the fit my favorite subplots of every NFL season is just watching Cowboys fans go back and forth on Dak Prescott. One week they love him, the next week they're burning his jersey. It's it's pretty hilarious. But I mean, you even see it with yeah. Skip Bayless. Like literally two weeks, he's like I'm out on this guy, like for good. And then like after last week, he's like, oh yeah, right. Dak, where are the hate? Where are the haters at? It's like no, like you were the hater. Like what are you talking right. about? Right. They played. <laughs> they played the Rams, and Stafford got hurt. And look, it's a good win, but the Rams are they're like what two and two and five or whatever they are. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, so uh, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see if they could win or even or even cover that spread on the road against Philly would be pretty shocking indeed. Something else we're watching from Thaw Ball perspective in that game is AJ Brown has already set the NFL record with six straight games of over 125 receiving yards. So we can see if he continues to pad that streak with uh, quite the amazing run he's on. So moving on, we're in the dog pound in Cleveland and backed him last week. PJ Walker, like you said, bad pick that led to a loss. You still got the cover, but the Browns should have won that game really. But now they're home, some home cooking against an Arizona Cardinals team that is still struggling on the season. Yeah. I wish we got this at seven. We, you know, we're settling right now for seven and a half, which is a very scary line to be backing PJ Walker that we, we admit right out the gate, but look, the Browns got off to a slow start defensively. Seattle kind of marched down, got a couple touchdowns. From that point on, that defense was shut down until the very end of the game. So the defense is who we thought they were. They are still one of the best units, a top three unit in the league. Arizona now just traded Josh Dobbs. So they got Clayton Toon sitting back there, the fifth round pick. Josh Dobbs, has, as we've said, has been very impressive all season long. It's not like he's got a ton of weapons. His offensive line isn't that good. Give credit to the coaching staff, but Josh Dobbs has been making some some really nice plays and, and playmaking out there with not much help. So Clayton Toon against this defense in his first NFL start, this is going to be fun to watch as a Browns backer. 
And I do think a lot of people are going to be really scared because of what I said about PJ Walker, right? No one wants to lay the seven, seven and a half with that guy. We'll do it because I think the cards aren't scoring more than three points in this game. So, you know, let's, let's get to 13, 14 points should be enough to cover. I don't mind the under in this play as well. I haven't even looked the line, but I said, I called that out last week with Jets giants. There's some teams where you just know they're not gonna be able to score more than seven points in the game. So. Yeah, let's get a defensive touchdown. How about that from Cleveland? Maybe a Miles Garrett first toddy if you can get that anywhere. That would be an interesting play, but not a model uh, recommendation, by the way. That's uh, that's just for me here sitting in my host chair. So moving on to the Ravens, who we covered ad nauseum, screwed us over last week. But either way, they're a team that is playing solid football, take out – uh, putting out Nelson Aguilar on the hands team. Take that out of the equation. They're playing good football, and they're home against the Seahawks. Yeah, oh, and min- minus five, sorry. Minus five, home against the Seahawks. John Harboy, supposed to be a special teams guy. has got Nelson Aguilar out there on the hands team. I guess he doesn't care because he doesn't care if we cover. He just wants to win the game. But come on, guy. Like, get, get better than that. Uh, the, the Ravens have been more than impressive. They've been phenomenal, especially on defense. Odafa Owe, we called him out a couple weeks ago when he came back. He's been a monster. That defense has really taken it up a level. I've also been mentioning Marcus Williams, the safety. Let's see if he eventually comes back. He's been out for most of the season, came back for like a game, then got hurt again. Would, bo- would be a nice boost again to this defense. But Geno Stone, we were talking about this while we were watching the games on Sunday. He's been an absolute stud filling in for Marcus Williams at safety. One of the reasons why this defense has been playing so well. So love that. He'll continue to show off and and maybe get his name known by, by people that are not just in the analytics circles um, over these next couple of weeks. So Ravens have been playing really well. We love them at home. Lamar has something against the NFC, like a 15 and one record lifetime, I think is what it is. Don't quote me, but it's somewhere around there. I think the only loss was last year against the Giants at the game that I was at. But a lot of people have been throwing out the theory that Lamar, because these NFC teams have never played against them or once every however many years they play against them, they're just not prepared and they don't know how to deal with them. And I think there's probably some truth to that, right? Like when there's division teams that you play again and again, it's much easier to prepare for. But Lamar is, he's, he's a unicorn. And he's really tough to prepare for. So especially at home where the Ravens have been phenomenal, we like this play. We're hoping it gets down to four. Uh, if not, we'll take the five. But I think we can wait a little bit. Pick up by the Seahawks, Leonard Williams from the Giants is, is definitely going to help out. Uh, but we, we still really like the Ravens here at home. For sure. Yeah, Ravens flying high, and they're starting to play better and better as we go into the back half of the season. Speaking of those Giants, they traded Leonard Williams last week. They managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory with uh, an impressive loss somehow to the Jets. And we're going against them because we're taking the Ravens minus two in Las Vegas. And I want to see what you think here. Do they get the coaching boost after just firing their head coach, Josh McDaniels? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we saw this happen with Rich Passaccia a couple of years ago when they fired Gruden, and then he stepped in, and the interim coach, they, you know, he, he lit a spark. Josh McDaniels has been an absolute joke. He's been a disaster. I, I, there's no way to slice it. I, we called this out in the Chargers-Raiders game a few weeks ago that we were watching. It was two of the worst coaching matchups I've ever seen in my life with him and, um, and Staley on the Chargers side. So, yeah, this is going to help them. It's going to provide a spark. There's just a lot of unhappiness there. They're coming back home to the friendly confines of, of Las Vegas. And 
listen, unless Andrew Thomas comes back for the Giants, which will make a huge, huge difference. We've been, he hasn't played literally the whole season. So if he comes back, he makes the kind of difference that a Trent Williams makes on an offensive line, right? He can he can really protect Daniel Jones, who's making his uh, his first start in a few weeks here. That will be a uh, a difference maker for sure. So we we may lay off if Andrew Thomas comes back, but if not, the Raiders getting under a field goal. It might even be Aiden O'Connell the way Jimmy G played last week. I don't think it matters. I don't think this Giants offense can do anything with their current offensive line. And I love Daniel Jones, but the offensive line is just. It, it's just not working. It is one of the, we've been saying it almost every week. It's one of the worst units in NFL history, potentially without Andrew Thomas. So I don't see much changing. Max Crosby is probably going to have a field day and, and the Raiders don't have to do much at home. So. Right. And as you mentioned, Giants trading away Leonard Williams. So they take a hit on the right. defense, which has been their saving grace for the last three or four weeks that defense has been much improved, but losing depth on the D line, never helpful. And no, then we I also, yeah, I was just going to mention that just a personal shout out. I have a hundred to one ticket on cave on Thibodeau to lead the league in sacks. And he's, he's tied for third right now, but I think Leonard Williams leaving is going to really hurt him because he's been eating up a lot of those defenders and double teams and allowing cave on to get a free rush. So yeah, going into this play, the defense isn't going to be the same without Leonard Williams. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one to swallow on that futures bet. But, hey, you never know. So let's move to the other New York team, the team that had an incredible victory against said Giants uh, with Zach Wilson shrugging. I, I don't know if you saw 24 seconds. You got, he's getting cocky all this. 24 seconds, what's that? Like, it's no big deal. Zach Wilson out of from the moon getting cocky. Never thought I'd see it. But anyway, the Jets are plus three, and they're home against the Chargers. Unbelievable. I, I, this is going to be a hard one to pull the trigger on. We haven't pulled the trigger yet. I mean, betting on the Jets and, and babyface Wilson, I, the amount of pain this guy has caused me could last a lifetime. So I, I don't know if we're going to be able to actually do it. We're seeing some value. The Chargers of all teams are the team when when they have a big win, you want to go the other way on them. They've proven it time and time again that they all these like quote unquote easy games they should win, they somehow blow. They're the Chargers, right? They're just one of those teams that can't figure it out. Staley should have been fired a year ago. He's a horrible coach, and the, you know the Jets' defense should should really keep Herbert and this offense in check. But and if there's anyone that Wilson can throw against, it should be the Chargers. They're like dead last in in um, in passing yards, but. I just I don't know if we can put our hard harder money on, on Zach Wilson, so we'll, we'll have to see. I hear you, and yeah, it was uh, quite the pill to swallow as a Giants fan seeing Zach get uh thinking he's he's hot stuff right <laughs> in the aftermath of of literally not moving the ball all day, and then he, and then he makes a couple of throws at the end. But credit where credit's due, he did make the throws yeah. at the end of the game and led them yeah. to victory. So there yeah. was that. And then, so those are the seven plays that you have for this week. You also have one that you got your eye on, others to watch section. And this is way across the pond, all the way to Deutschland for the Germany game. Dolphins plus two and a half against the Chiefs. Yeah, two amazing games this week. The, the Dolphins and Chiefs and the Bengals Bills. And one of them, of course, they got to put in Germany. So we got to, especially if you're in California, you got to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch this thing. Here's not just an others to watch for this week, but for the next few weeks, if you want to get a future in, I know the uh, the chase down payment lock of the week. If you follow it, if you're in the chain, you'll know what we're talking about. The The Dolphins are, are really getting healthy. 
and they're getting they're getting strong and they got reinforcements coming. So right now they, we got him fifth in the model. Jalen Ramsey came back and he got a 90 PFF grade for the week, which is outstanding. It doesn't get higher than that for a quarterback. And that was his first week back. So we think he's only going to get more comfortable from there. That is such a huge boost for that defense to have a shutdown corner like that. And Javon Holland, the safety, missed last game. So if he comes back, he's been one of the best young safeties in the NFL. Another huge boost, Xavier Howard. He was out last week. Another great boost as a second corner. He's not having a good year, but he's still been a very good corner in this league for a long time. And now they just activated the uh, the 21-day practice window for Teron Armstead, the left tackle, one of the best left tackles in football. They've been getting most of this done without him and, and without the center, Connor Williams. So we also thought Connor Williams was returning last week. He ended up not. Almost positive he makes it back this week. He's been one of the best centers in the league. And the offense has been completely different when he's playing versus when he's out. So if they get all those guys back, they really might take this whole thing down. I'm I'm beginning to be a believer in this Dolphins team, really because of the defensive side of the ball, all the reinforcements they have coming. I, I wanted to wait to believe it until I saw it with Jalen Ramsey. I saw it last week. I think he's fully back. And I think this team is is really ready to go. Wow, wow, wow. That is scary to think about for the rest of the league because this has been a record-setting offense without all those reinforcements coming on the offensive line. And then if the defense can hold their own as well and you got two elite units, yeah, that's a scary thought that the AFC contenders did not think they were going to have to deal with coming into this season preseason. They didn't. No one saw this coming in terms of Dolphins really making a Super Bowl push in year two in my under Mike McDaniel. So really cool to see they're a fun team and yeah just great great to watch Tua ball out and that Tua non army uh getting their due so anything else you want to mention before we sign off really quick we've we've talked each week we've wrapped it up just kind of talking about how we're thinking about units and and allocating them throughout the week bills is going to be our biggest play we're seeing the most value there rest advantage we love it so we really like the buffalo bills this week after that, it's it's going to be a bunch of lesser plays, kind of similar to last week, right? So we're probably going to be a, a few, as you heard today. Uh, so get ready. Injury updates are going to really change the lines dramatically for us in the model, so always stay tuned. But we're ready to go. Big bounce back week. We're, we're ready to hit our stride middle of the season and, and start to really light up like a rocket ship. Let's go. Love it. We're going to take off like a rocket ship and we're going to the moon. And this is the Follow the Model podcast week nine. Thanks for listening. I was Colin Thaw, your host. You also had Gates, the architect of the model. And we're signing off.